ditch the fairy tale princess, it's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited you're here because you are catching me just getting back from one of the most amazing weekends I've had in a really long time. You all know I love going to live events. It's kind of like my thing. I love networking. I love being in the energy of big rooms like that. I love being in the energy of small intimate spaces as well. So I wanted to share with you a few of my takeaways from being at Keisha Get Mary's Empower Her Live event this past weekend, where I had the insane pleasure, the insane honor of getting to do glam for both Keisha, Jackie, her right-hand woman, and a couple other of the speakers that were there that weekend. And it's always really hard for me to like sum up my feelings after I get back from an event. And so I try to do it in as soon as real time as possible to share with you the impact that these rooms have had on me and the impact that I see them having on so many of the women that were there. And I think that piece to me was one of the most um, profound things that happened to me while I was there because while I'm there for my own receiving, I'm also an energetic person. I, I take on so many people's energy as a projector. We feel other people's auras like very strongly. And it's one of those things where you just can't help. But when you're in that space, feel that collective energy just like as intensely as it was this past weekend. There were so many great speakers who really touched on the importance of owning who you are, owning your experiences, owning your feelings, and just owning your uniqueness. And I think, well, and also owning your dreams and those big ideas and those little nudges that you've been maybe having around transitioning, pivoting, wanting more in your life. And there was a few amazing speakers, one being Trent Shelton, who I've had the pleasure of meeting a couple times uh, actually last year at Keisha's event for the first one. And just watching people as they've evolved on their journey and, and the depths of with, their, with which they're able to share their experiences in order to help other people move through their life with less friction. Because I think we all at times feel like we are going through something big or small and those helpless feelings of why me? Why is this happening now? Why am I having to deal with this? Why are things so hard? Why are things happening for her and not for me? Why am I not getting invited to that party or in those rooms or to that mastermind or to that call or to these classes or, you know, what what is wrong with me? And I think inevitably that room, there was, in, and in that room, there was a consensus that there was a lot of aloneness. There was a lot of disconnection. And there were a few other great speakers who touched on some other things that maybe in a future podcast I'll, I'll deep dive into. But one of the last speakers was the amazing Jamie Kern Lima, who, if you don't know, sold It Cosmetics for over a billion dollars to L'Oreal about five or six years ago, I believe. Her story of resilience and drive and confidence and worthiness really spoke to me. She has a new book coming out called Worthy. So go pre-order that book if you haven't yet uh, heard of it. I pre-ordered mine. I think it doesn't come out till February, but you're going to want to get a copy of that because Jamie really deep dived into worthiness being the foundational piece before we can even start to develop our sense of self-confidence. 
worthiness and owning your worth, we hear things like charge your worth or yeah, really like that. And in, in my inter- industry, I'm thinking of like when that word's been thrown around, right? Own your worth, charge your worth. And a lot of people don't know what that means. They don't know how much they're worth. They don't know the level of worthiness that they are desiring in order to feel confident. So let's just use as an example, charge what they're worth, right? So we've all been conditioned to believe certain things. And I've touched on this a little bit around the deconditioning and really stepping into or stepping out of, you know, the box that you've been put in conditionally and growing up, circumstances, whatever life is thrown at you. That's where the book came from that I wrote, Come As You Are. It's the art of unbecoming who they told you to be. But where do we find the worthiness and the confidence to do that? And so I wanted to share with you a few things that kind of came through for me because I do feel like this one thing is the reason that holds so many people back. And that's comparison. (laughs) Comparison is literally just such a cringe thing for so many people. And while we can look at other people and admire them, right? That's totally different. Admiration, inspiration. But when we compare our current season with somebody else or our current life with somebody else or our current whatever with where somebody else is either at, what they have, what they want, their dreams, their goals, push us into thinking we should want those dreams or their goals. It's just literally like sometimes how we make decisions. We compare. Is my goal as big as theirs? Is my dream just like theirs? Do I want the same things that they want? Because those seem like those are the cool things to want. You know, we could go down any rabbit hole you choose because comparison has so many effects on our life and what we end up deciding, right? Because there are so many real life effects of comparing yourself to others. There's so many negative effects if you fall into these comparison traps. And I know you felt them before. I know I'm not alone here. So there's just a few things I've seen time and time again that happen to people. And it really, a lot of it can can kind of show up in the form of higher rates of anxiety. I know that to be true for me. And depression, feeling like, oh, I'm never going to get where she's at. She's 10 steps ahead of me, 100 steps ahead of me. Even if I start started yesterday, I'd never catch up to her, right? Which then create negative and anxious thoughts. And then I just like ruminate around it. And it's just like hard to really snap yourself out of it when you get into one of those deep, dark places, you know, or maybe you're overspending because you're trying to keep up with what someone else is doing in their season, but you're quite not there yet. And it's like study after study has just shown that people feel worse about themselves after spending not only time on social media, but sometimes even in rooms like that because they see a vision of where they want to go and they are so unclear and so unsupported in getting there. And of course, we're in this day and age where we want shit now. We want it to just like go now. We want to have the money in our bank account. We want to have the success. We want to know we're not going to fail if we try something new. Just like all of that. And it's negatively taking such a freaking toll on our health, on our bank accounts, on our well-being, like all of it. And when you try to keep up with other people, I mean, you're never going to be able to because you're not them. That is not your path. And so it's just, it's it's one of those known things that I think a little healthy comparison at times is good, but I want to share with you eight practical ways to stop comparing yourself to other people. How about that? I put these ones together because I feel like they're kind of like the main ones that I know people talk about what we're going to 
kind of drop into them a little bit more. And it's why I created the Confidence Expander Mastermind, because I want you to be in a room with other women who have these feelings of comparison, that they want to be where maybe somebody else is. And whether or not they're stuck in comparison to the sense of where they're not taking action, but maybe they just don't have the right support group to get them out of comparison and into action to really see the things that they want come to full fruition. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is I want you to look at the people that you're comparing yourself to, and I want you to celebrate them. I want you to think to yourself, fuck yeah, girl, you did the damn thing. Because honestly, when we can look at somebody else's success and be genuinely happy for them, it allows for us to go from a place of comparing to cheering them on, right? Because they're working hard to get where they're at. And it's it's one of those women's empowerment thing that I don't think it's done enough, which is women celebrating other women without fucking being asked. Without fucking being asked. You see somebody doing something, whether it's what you really want to be doing or not, and you see them thriving and succeeding, celebrate them. Even if you don't really know them, send them a message. Tell them you're proud of them. I used to feel like I didn't have a right to say I was proud of somebody unless I knew them or I was part of their journey or I had helped them. But I've realized that when I hear someone else tell me they're proud of me for showing up, for staying true to who I am, even if they don't know me, it's actually even more impactful because that means they really see me for who I am. And so those little support comments mean everything because you never know what season that current person is in that you're comparing yourself to. So here's my challenge to you. When a friend tells you about a new job, be happy for her. If someone buys a new house and you haven't quite been able to yet, take part in their enthusiasm. Celebrate it with with them as if it's your first home purchase. If someone shares with you any great news, keep the focus on them instead of back on yourself. And find big and small ways to celebrate other people's accomplishments. The Bible says rejoice with those who rejoice. And don't feel like you're losing just because someone else is winning. Their success has nothing to do with you. So celebrate their success sincerely while you keep working towards your own success. That one alone was a game changer for me and allowed for me to really see myself in other people's journeys versus comparing myself. The next one. This one's going to be a little difficult to start to implement because, you know, it is what it is. And that's having boundaries around how much time you spend on social media. Okay. I know. Pot calling the kettle black here. And as we've been sharing, comparison through social media can have such a massive effect on our mental well-being. It's, it's ridiculous. And so here are some boundaries that maybe you can put in place to protect yourself. This helped me 10x how I feel about life when I get off of social media, right? Unfollow on any accounts that tend to make you feel bad about yourself. So for the longest time I was in the fitness industry, right? So I followed a ton of accounts for fitness inspo, for all kinds of things. And I would find myself, because now I'm not in the fitness industry, I am not a competitive bodybuilding anymore. I do not have a six pack. I have a little fluff around the around the middle and I'm, I'm actually okay with it. I'm enjoying living my life, drinking my wine, having my Ritz crackers at night, you know, doing the damn thing. But when I look at accounts like that, I feel bad about myself. I feel like I should be doing better. I feel like I should not be allowing myself to be in this season of my love fluff bubble 
all the things. So first things first, go through and unfollow any accounts that make you feel bad about yourself, even if it's a friend, even if it's someone who's quote unquote like a future mentor of yours. If in this season, looking at their shit makes you feel bad about yourself, please go unfollow them. Second thing I want you to do is set some parameters for how long you allow yourself to scroll. So for me, I really prefer scrolling on social media versus watching TV. So that's fine. When it's time to social media, social media. Maybe set your timer for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever that looks like, 10 minutes even. And when the time is up, just step away from the social media friend. Like put the phone down. You can come back to it later. Maybe you give yourself three times throughout the day where you're doing 20-minute increments because maybe it's part of your business. But is the scroll part part of your business? I've convinced myself it is at times and I allow for myself to go in that scroll hole so that I can engage with other accounts. But it doesn't leave me feeling like shit anymore because I'm not I'm not following any of those accounts that make me feel like shit. The, the next thing I want you to do is turn off your phone or put it on do not disturb. I'm in like super do not disturb season right now with a lot of stuff. When you're having dinner with your friends and family or doing anything that you can easily get distracted if your phone notification goes off or if something happens. Being fully present with what you're doing or who you're with will make everybody happier, right? Nobody wants like a 10% version of you. Nobody wants to be rudely interrupted by your phone because you have to check the Instagram notification, right? You don't want to be distracted. I hate being distracted. It's so It takes me out of my flow. The next one is don't feel obligated to reply to every comment and message. Ain't nobody got time for that shit. I for so long thought if I didn't get back to people right away, especially in the beauty industry when I was booking appointments, like some things call for me. That's why I got the Apple Watch, which I now find to be so annoying because it's constantly interrupting me. I I don't feel like I have to get back to everybody, right? I have this 24-hour thing. I've moved a lot of people over to Voxer, which I is the only thing that still has notifications on, but everything else I don't get a notification for. When I want to check my text messages, I check them. When I want to check who's called, I check it. It's given me so much power back around just like my focus, to be dead honest. And then when you are starting to feel that pull towards social media, I want you to just stop before you pick that phone up. Even if you've got 30 minutes set aside for it, I want you to ask yourself, why? Are you just like bored? Are you uncomfortable? Are you trying to seek a quick hit of validation because you'd made a post earlier and you're trying to see how many people got likes, how many comments hit that shit? What can you maybe do to feel better instead? If you are bored, could you get up and go for a walk? Could you get up and reorganize your sock drawer? That might make you feel productive and better. Can you put on some music and just dance and feel into your body? Can you sit and journal? Maybe there's some feelings that are trying to come up and they're starting to be uncomfortable. So you've now turned to social media as a numbing mechanism so you don't have to feel that shit. You can go get lost in someone else's world. Obviously, we can have so many like deep dives on this one. But to me, this is such an important one around stopping comparing is having those boundaries around how you spend time on social media, right? Or next best one, number three, is to take a social media fast. This might feel extreme, I know. But for me with batching content for for the podcast, it's allowed for me to be able to take longer breaks and to lean on my team to do some of these things for me. Um, and I can tell you from experience, it's almost impossible to be completely satisfied with your life if you're constantly looking at what other people have or what they're doing. It totally takes you out of being present. And I've realized like I like to do a lot of things that like, don't require a movement. Like I love sitting on my patio in the sunshine with my eyes closed. That's not quote unquote doing anything. I love to curl up on the couch with a good book. But often 
I am drawn to social media because it has more of a, a brain stimulus. I don't have to think. I don't have to follow along the pages, right? So if you are struggling to appreciate the blessings that you maybe have in your life right now, and if you're constantly distracted by the blessings other people seem to be having in their life, right? Fake news. It's not all real. It's not all true. It might be time for you to put some serious blinders on for a while. I had a friend who used to do a once a week fast on social media and she would prep for it, right? So if there were things that needed to get posted, she'd schedule them or she would just make an announcement. Hey, it's Sunday. Every Sunday I disconnect from social media and I'll check back with you guys on Monday. And that was such an empowering thing for her to take that back because she wasn't strapped to it every day. It was like one full day that she could fully disconnect and be completely present with her family. And I feel like if we can take all that time and energy that we're using on social media and focus it back on how much you truly already have in your life, look at your family, look at your friends, your home, your job, all the things in your life that really matter to you, find things in your own life that someone else may be jealous of, right? Like think like, what do I have? Remember, we are all looking at each other, honestly. And that means plenty of people are comparing themselves to everything you have. Figure out what those blessings are and really like sit in the feeling of abundance of what you truly already have. Because I'll tell you, when I do this for myself, this is one of those great journaling prompts that just brings me back into gratitude. It just drops me back into that place of gratitude and really just gets me grounded. And that's our next one practicing gratitude. You know what I'm saying? It's the one habit that changed everything for me. Like several years ago when when this word, if you will, really started getting like thrown around, I always knew what the word meant. Like I know what gratitude means, but how do we practice it, right? Is it opening the notes app on your phone and typing out a few things that you're grateful for? Is it practicing like a daily mantra in your head around gratitude? For me, like as soon as I wake up, my, my alarm goes off I close my eyes after I've turned it off and I just lay there in my bed all cozy and warm and think, what am I so grateful for today? For me, you know, it's my early quiet mornings when no one's awake, my coffee, nobody mess with me before I have my coffee, my gym time, my health, my my love for reading. Those are my first few that like come to my mind. And and don't spend too much time over analyzing Because I do feel like sometimes we can grateful ourselves into a place of stagnation or into thinking I should be grateful for what I have, therefore I shouldn't want more or I shouldn't desire more, right? But when you get really grounded in what you currently have, it allows the universe to understand that you are ready for more, right? When you practice that simple act of gratitude, I promise, like, do it as an experiment. Maybe you're not writing it down. Maybe you're not, like, pausing in the morning to reflect. Create a list of things that you are deeply grateful for and put it somewhere where you can see it so it reminds you when you hit those moments of comparison or those moments of doubt. Revisit it whenever you need a little reminder of all the blessings you already have in your life. Okay, next one. Contentment. Unlocking the power of contentment. Gratitude, we know, leads to contentment. So you're going to feel more content with what you currently have, which allows you to be in a state of joy and satisfaction no matter what your circumstances are, because you're going to feel happy with your life and you aren't worried about what other people are doing. That doesn't mean you can't have goals for your future. That doesn't mean you can't have big dreams that you're chasing. It doesn't mean that you can't aspire to have or work towards being a better person tomorrow than you are today. Definitely doesn't mean that you're stagnant or that you're choosing to sit around and do nothing new. But it just means that you 
have developed a peace about your life and a sincere enjoyment about what you have today without basing all your happiness on what you hope to achieve tomorrow. Because we all know if we look back where we've set goals in the past and thought, when I get there, then I will feel happy. When I have that amount of money in my bank account, then I will feel successful. So this is a really important one to unlocking the power of contentment, which is to practice that gratitude and to, and to be in a state of satisfaction with all that you currently have. All right, the next one I want to tap into is comparing yourself to everybody else's highlight reels, right? Shocker, not everything on social media is real. Uh, I mean, I know you know this, but like, have you ever really thought about it? Have you? It's not the complete picture of someone's life. It's just the highlight reel. And even when we see, like, for instance, myself seeing those speakers in the rooms, I look at them and I've put them on these imaginary pedestals. And it doesn't mean that just because they're a speaker that everything else in their life is 10x better than mine. I mean, some of us are out there spending all this money and emotional energy just to keep up with a life. We think everyone else is living and we're missing out on what's happening for us or right in front of us. And that is ruining not only our mental health, but our financial security as well. And once you take the focus off of them and put it back on your own life, you can start to turn things around with your life and your money. I promise you, it's changed the game for me. All right, the next one I want to dive into is focusing on your strengths. This is a good one, right? Because you can be humble and still recognize your strengths, talents, and accomplishments. That was a game changer for me. Focusing on my own strengths was a game changer because I remember the first time I walked into that 2019 uh, mastermind with Chris Hart of the Fast Foundations, feeling so unqualified, feeling so small, like I had no value to bring into that room. Like I was a nobody because at that time, your qualifications to get in the room was making 60, 50 or 60,000 in your online business for them to help you grow or scale. And I remember feeling just all of the feels, limiting beliefs, um, lack. I, I mean, you name it, all the feels. Have you ever walked into a room you didn't, you know, you didn't feel like you were, you were qualified to be in? It, it's, it's pretty uh, humbling, to be honest with you. But you don't have to beat yourself up to be humble. In fact, it's very unhealthy to do that. And it's one of the biggest dangers of comparison living. The more we compare ourselves to other people, the worse we feel about ourselves. And it's such a dangerous trap. And I remember getting into that room and we had an opportunity to write down the things we liked about ourselves, so the strengths that we feel like we had. Because once you can identify the things you really like about yourself, those can become your strengths. So why don't you try, if you get a chance later today or even right now in your notes section, writing down three things that you really like about yourself things you can identify as strengths. And don't just write down things like good people skills, like whatever you put on a boring resume. I want you to make them really personal. So here are a couple of mine. I love people. <laughs> I love people. I may not have always come off like I love people. I was kind of coined with having like resting bitch face for like a really long time. But I do know that people would come back around and say, I didn't really think you liked me when I first met you or I didn't think I liked you but you're so awesome and you really care about people and you really like show up for people. And, you know, um, I think once people get to know me, they can see like I am a cheerleader. I am a hype girl. I've always really enjoyed being around other people and just like the energy, which is why I love getting in the rooms. And it's embracing this strength that has given me the ability to make other people feel loved and seen and cared for when they hang out with me. Like it's one of the, the most 
underrated qualities as to why I was so successful in the beauty industry. And the next thing I think I, I would use as a strength about myself is I'm proactive. I like to accomplish things. So whether it's responding to messages on social media, working on my next book, you know, taking the initiative to make dinner reservations for friends or putting parties together, I always like to kind of take the lead, which is interesting because a projector is usually meant to wait for the invitations. But sometimes people got to know that you want to be invited. So if you're a projector and resonate with that, you can still be proactive. You can still allow for people to see you and to know you want to be invited. But I think one of my strengths is being proactive. So I love people. I'm proactive. And I think the third thing about me and a strength that I love to honor and recognize is that I know that most things are figure outable. And so I have a pretty positive mindset when it comes to approaching situations that seem overwhelming or hard for other people. And it's why I think it makes me such a good coach and space holder for people to come in, share what's coming up for them, what's going on. And uh, I get I get invited to see and be able to share that. So when I kind of like paid attention to what my strengths were and the things I loved about myself, it definitely took me out of the comparison zone because nobody is me. Nobody can do the things I do like me. And so focusing on your strengths is a really, really freaking big one. Okay, we got a couple more. Learning to compete with yourself instead of others. Okay, this is a good one because I feel like when you, I've always said it's you against you, you versus you, right? Instead of focusing on where you are compared to other people, if you focus more on your own goals, what do you think is going to happen, right? Where are you maybe comparing yourself to other people where you should be comparing yourself to where you were a year ago or two years ago or five years ago, right? Where are you compared to where you were even this time last year, you know? One of the reasons I love to journal is because it does amazing things not only for my sanity, but for my writing capabilities, my well-being. It gives me so much clarity and perspective around what's coming up for me. That's why I create that sacred space in the morning. Some of you like to journal in the evening or the middle of the day. That's fine. But it just it just allows for you to process any information that is coming up for you, good, bad, ugly, and indifferent. Plus, I don't know about you, but it's a lot of fun to go back and read through where I was and and see how much I've grown, you know? In the past year, I'm sure you've stretched yourself, you've learned some new things, improved in many ways, accomplished shit, created things. Think about how much shit you've probably done in your lifetime. If you're like me and you've kept journals, maybe go back through them. If you haven't, there's no better time than than now to start journaling. I just got, what was it, the Big Life Journal? I don't know. They just gave us a journal at Keisha's event, which I can't wait to dive into because that's kind of where I started with my journaling journey is um, buying the journals with the prompts in them. And the prompts would create the question, which would then get my juices flowing. And I remember I would just like thumb through the journal, like the journal prompts and find one that spoke to me that morning. And it was a really good place to start. So that's a good good way. Now, um, I allow myself to have no like like outline to what it's going to look like. Sometimes I write two sentences. Sometimes I skip a couple days. Sometimes I write four pages. It all depends. And I allow myself to write in a way that's like conversational. So I'll be talking about one thing and then I'll switch and talk about another thing and then I'll talk about another thing. It's like there's no wrong way to journal. So that's one of the things. So learn to compete with yourself instead of other people and learn to focus back on your own goals versus what other freaking people are doing. Okay. Last but not least, we are going to 
close this with your invitation to getting into community inside the the Confidence Expander Mastermind, which is launching October 4th. It is a place for you to not only celebrate yourself, but to talk about the things that are coming up for you, the things that you want to own in life. Deep dive into that worthiness of stepping into this space that you want and holding that for other people, right? A lot of us do all of this stuff alone, like I shared in the beginning, and it's really hard sometimes to take action when we are comparing ourselves to either even past successful versions of ourselves, right? Like having a really successful career in the beauty industry, I thought I'd parlay that right into having a successful coaching business or a successful podcast. But being a beginner again has really been humbling (laughs) and really have taught me a few things about starting over and allowing myself to be a beginner and allowing myself to ask for help and to ask for support and to own that I don't have to figure it all out on myself, right? You just don't. And this will be a place where we will not be comparing ourselves to one another. We do not have to keep up with one another. We are allowed to be in community and to hold space and to be supportive without all of that bullshit. I want you to really focus on the quality of your life, not the quantity of your likes. If you are fighting daily to stop the comparison spiral, take that social media fast. Create those boundaries on how much time you spend on social media. Start competing with yourself instead of other people really start celebrating people instead of letting it trigger you. Focus on your strengths, talents, accomplishments. Humbly brag or don't humbly brag. Brag about yourself. Write that shit down and remind yourself who the fuck you are. And I want you to step into owning those roles, owning those strengths and talking about them, whether it's through your podcast, through your social media, through the copy that you're writing, the blogs that you have, in the circles that you run with. If you're finding that you can't unapologetically toot your own horn in the current group of women that you're around or people that you're around or family that you're surrounded with, that's why you need to get into this mastermind because this is a place where we are going to unapologetically own who the fuck we are and step into our power. You're going to be able to practice a deep sense of gratitude, but also desire more. That is where we are going to get unapologetic. So if this feels like an invitation, it fucking is. It is your invitation to join us inside the Confidence Expander Mastermind launching October 4th. We are going to be meeting Wednesdays for 12 weeks to unlock the power and the confidence and the worthiness to step into 2024 as our most unapologetic, highly expanded confident selves to do the shit we were put here to do, to create the impact we were meant to create and to own our power. So if you have any questions, you can always book a call with me. There's a link in the show notes to book a call to see if this is the right fit for you. But again, we are starting in less than two weeks on October 4th. Uh, There was an early bird drop for the wait list. If you missed that, DM me. I got a little something, something for you. Um, I want to take care of you. If you are a listener of the show, I really, truly desire to connect with women who are ready to own their shit. Claim it, girl. Claim it. Claim your seat at this fucking table. It is... It is. I would be remiss to say that I spent many years waiting to be invited to that quote unquote table. And I've just decided to create my own table. And this is your personal invitation to get in the room with those of us who are who are ready, who know what they bring to the table and who are willing to take that seat. I know it's not always easy to put yourself in community and to speak your truth and to own where you're currently at so that you can get where you want to go. I know. And it's why I don't create pain point 
sales pages and landing pages for you to get in your field and feel some type of way. I want you coming into the space energetically uplifted with the desire to feel even more confidently expanded in other areas of your life. I want you to borrow some belief from where you've done amazing, great things and bring that energy into the room so that we can collectively all rise together, elevate our frequency, step into 2024 feeling just so locked in, so grounded and so ready to take it on. You know what I'm saying? So if you're interested, all of that is below in the show notes. And I just want you to know how much I deeply, deeply care about this community and how powerful it is to know that you relate so much with the unscripted vibe and that unscripted is becoming a way of how you show up. You have the power to choose how you show up each and every day. You have the power of choice to rewrite your script. What you've been given isn't your destiny. What you create from today on, that is for you to choose. Just because you maybe had some bad chapters doesn't mean the story has to end shitty. Right? I I picked that up from Trent Shelton, my boy. Um, If this is speaking to you, let me know. If it feels in alignment, I'd love to chat with you. But I just want to thank you for us getting to almost 56,000 downloads on the podcast. And it just absolutely blows my mind that I get to do something I love and connect with you on such a deep level. If there are topics or subjects or things that you want to bring into conversation here on Unscripted, please let me know. Business questions, life questions, uh, personal questions you have for me, drop me a DM. I would love to chat on those. If you want to give me some content ideas or if there's some guests you'd like to see on the show, please uh, either share them with me or give me a suggestion as to who I could reach out to that would bring value to you. I'm always sending you so much love. If you haven't um, become a subscriber of the podcast, please do that. And or the email list where we drop things like early bird pricing for events. Um, That's where all the magic is. That also is in the show notes. You can click the link to just join the uh, newsletter. Uh, And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. Giving back is easy. Leave unscripted your five-star rating and written review. I appreciate your support more than I could ever put into words. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. This is your friendly reminder that if a podcast is on your heart to create, we got you, boo. We created Media Unscripted to take the guesswork out of starting, launching, and growing your podcast. I knew I had to create something that I wish existed three years ago when I started the show, which, by the way, had a different name. What does that mean for you? Simply put, you don't have to have it all figured out before you start. We help take the guesswork out of launching your show and creating meaningful content that adds value. A podcast can be your main source of content that not only helps you build an audience, but connects you deeper to your community. Go to mediaunscripted.com to learn more.